playing booch ball. Booch. We playing booch ball. Hello and welcome back to Booch Ball. It is I, your host, Alex, joined as always by my lovely co-host, Freed. How you doing over there, Friedrich? Just lovely, Alex. I'm hungry for booch as always, ready to get at this one. How you doing today? Oh man, I am hot, Freed. I'm burning up over here. It's like 90 yeah, you degrees. Are. 90 degrees in Connecticut right now. It is sweltering. You could be in Florida or Gulf Coast, Texas. So I, I don't have a ton of sympathy for you up there in the in the nice northeast. We're we're you know we're thick-skinned northern people, Freed. You know we we burn up inside of our our thick skin. Okay. You're kind of a Florida boy. You're like you must have thin skin, right? Well, I sweat a lot, mostly out of my hand skin mm. and my foot skin. You're pale. Yeah, that is true. This is kind of getting into the weeds a little bit. I yeah, I don't get it. But if we're going to stay on this track, I definitely burn easily uh-huh. and quickly. Got it. Well, Freed, it's 4th of July week that we've got lined up in front of us. Um, it's hot. It's sticky. We're starting to be able to get outside again. The pandemic seems like it's over at this point. How are yeah. you feeling right now? Are you getting out and about? Are you getting after it right now? I stay getting after it, man. It's not 4th of July week. It's 4th of July strong, baby. America, let's go. It's 4th of July strong weekend, all right? It is hot. It is sticky. So why don't we go ahead and start drinking this booch we came here to drink? It's time to transition to the first segment of our show, What We're Drinking. What We're Drinking. Alex, what are the three most American things on the planet? The three most American things on the planet? Easy. McDonald's, Burger King, Coca-Cola. Wrong. Cold beer, Chevrolet, and kombucha. <laughs> wow, you heard it here first, folks. Cold beer. So there's two drinks. Two drinks are in there. I was trying to get three C's, or at least three C-sounding things. Cold beer, Chevrolet. <laughs> that's a pretty soft c right there freed but, but yeah what else, what else is mixed in there that we are ignoring lemonade oh Nothing better on a hot summer day than an ice cold glass of sweet sweet lemonade lemonade and freed that's what we'll be drinking here today we've got gt's synergy lemonade drink have you had this one before alex freed i certainly have not i uh i usually don't drink outside booch unless it's for the show so i can kind of give you my live reaction yeah i've been saving myself for this one as well it's a it's a rare flavor i would say you don't see this every day so when you come across it you know the flavors like this at this point in our booch careers we got to save ourselves you know i'm i'll tell you i'm really intrigued by this it's got a nice bright healthy yellow color Look at all that sediment on the bottom. Oh, yeah. There is a lot of shit going on here. It might also be partly because this has been in my fridge for maybe three weeks. Um, you know that I am a big fan of the healthy ginger lemon. That's like my go-to kombucha. So this, I'm interested to see what it tastes like. Sometimes lemonade by itself can be like a little like too sweet and acidic on its own that it kind of like 
I don't necessarily love lemonade that's like from concentrate like chick-fil-a lemonade it's like a little too tart on the tongue yeah it's like sometimes you have to like be careful about like you have to be careful with lemonade so i'm uh, i'm real excited to crack this thing open i will i'm doing something uh, a first on the show i will be pouring this into a glass of ice because it's fucking hot you know pouring out would be useful at times especially for the health aid bottles that have smaller holes mm. the better to smell you with you know outside mm-hmm. of a outside of the bottle in a glass you're not wrong all right freed why don't you say we take a little sniff test here sniff test yep i can smell the lemon it's pretty pretty mild flavor though overall from the smell i quite like this it's tartar than i was expecting it to be you know lemon in its purest form makes a lot of sense for kombucha which really just is fermented sweet tea people throw lemon in their tea all the time it's it's a classic pairing. This is very interesting. Now, Free, did you ever have a, did you ever like run a lemonade stand when you were a kid? I did not. But Why I not? I did used to put lemon. Were you not a little suburbanite like I was? I was a little suburban boy. No, we don't. Do, yeah, we don't do that in Florida. That must be a northern thing. I just had a street where you would drive down the street and then you would go in a big circle all the way around and there would be houses on each Either side. side. Yeah other street so there was kind of like a central part and then it was like enclosed around a big circle of so road. did you put the lemonade stand in the central part so you put the lemonade stand right at the exit of the circle so right as people right at the, the shaft of the street exactly directly at the base of the shaft nailed it it's exactly where it is so you set up there you have your like bucket you have your pre it's and it's all pre-mixed lemonade so that's the thing that I'm thinking about this. The reason I brought that up is like, when you do when you do a lemonade stand, you're just taking your lemonade, which is basically like Kool-Aid mix, pouring it in, and maybe- So you weren't fresh squeezing. No, it was not fresh squeezing the lemonade. Well, we got our GT's base kombucha, and uh-huh. we've got 2% lemon juice. That's it. This is clean, pure, and to the point. Free, do you know what it's actually also made with? um 99% pure love it's actually a hundred percent pure love wow you usually got to pay extra for that mm-hmm. first first impression what are you thinking you know thumbs up thumbs down thumbs sideways thumbs are up for this one this is a perfect summer drink this is exactly what i was hoping to be drinking this is actually my second lemonade-esque beverage of the day when life gives you lemon you make gt's lemonade and then you drink it on your kombucha podcast am i right Nailed it. Freed, we've told the lovely Bucci and Butcher listeners out there what we're drinking. Why don't you say we switch on over to the next segment of our show? That is, of course, what we're thinking. What we're thinking. Right at the base of the shaft of your old Circle Island. Nice. So you're going to put a Booch stand. You, a 28-year-old man who burns easily, is going to set up a Booch stand right at the base of the shaft of my childhood street and try to sell the young suburbanite parents boots for $5 a bottle? Probably like eight if it's, if it's homemade organic, you know? In my Sounds like they had some money in that neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, my hometown of Darien, Connecticut, you could, you could arguably get away with that. I would actually maybe suggest that you try to partner up with a child who could like give you some sympathy points 
and make it a little bit less weird uh, what you were doing. That makes nah, sense? they'd fuck up the booch. Freed, speaking of independence and speaking of being released from shackles and breaking free of an oppressive, tyrannical government, Freed, there, there has been a lot in the news about the NIL ruling from the Supreme Court, the name, image, and likeness ruling that the Supreme Court brought down. Times are changing. Yeah, it was something that was pretty pretty shocking. Um, I guess shocking in just the fact that you never really see or hear a big news story in which this a Supreme Court case gets a nine to zero ruling. That is pretty incredible seeing how partisan our country is right now and how different viewpoints these judges have on different topics. The fact that they could come forward so fully in support it makes me think that the colleges within the NCAA want to be able to, like the big names, the power five schools, like they do, I would say that they probably want this to happen so that they can, um, they can start paying their athletes and have a better chance of getting the best talent. Maybe I'm not exactly seeing the path you're going down there because the people the programs at the top of the food chain are already at the top of the food chain. Like Alabama doesn't need to pay their players in order to get the top recruits. Why not? But, sure it does. Sure they do. Well, they're getting the top recruits already, right? Yeah. So, so does Clemson. Um, but I feel like a school like Miami would love to be able to brazenly like – yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. I mean, it's going to affect different programs disproportionately. And one that is going to get some major benefits is a school like Miami that has a major market in its backyard. Yeah, has a you know, you could, I could also see some smaller schools um, where they might not have a major market, but they have a whole town at their back. Like just uh, off the top of my head, something like Texas Tech in Lubbock out there in the middle of nowhere. Like you better believe if this was a thing back when Pat Mahomes was going to school, you'd have a hundred thousand people in Lubbock wearing Pat Mahomes stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so you don't have to have a major market. You just have, have to have some sort of market isolation. Yeah. You have to corner your niche market, just like how we do with the booch ball community. Exactly. <laughs> so one of the NCAA arguments was that what if you were a smaller sport and especially if you were part of the women's sport, then you wouldn't get the same monetary benefits that these male athletes, especially in football, would be receiving. But Freed, what I ended up reading was an article that actually proved the exact opposite. It was actually a college volleyball player, a female volleyball player, who had ended up gaining a massive following on her TikTok account in which she repaired a shed in her father's backyard. I don't know how it happened, but she got millions of followers on TikTok and because her college was not part of the NCAA, it's a smaller school that's outside of the NCAA's jurisdiction, she was able to profit. She was able to profit off of her name, image, and likeness and started accepting sponsorship deals um, as her TikToks became more and more popular. So that is just an example of how the NCAA's logic around amateurism and how it's going to ruin the sanctity of the game and how it's going to negatively impact women in particular 
it's all bullshit that they made up just so that they can continue their business model, which the Supreme Court ruled nine to zero is actually a complete farce and should be abolished. Beautiful case study there, Alex. All right, Freed. So now that we are trending towards allowing these athletes to allow for their name, image, and likeness and to accept endorsement deals and sponsorships, it led me to the question, Freed, if you could accept an endorsement or a sponsorship from anything, and this doesn't have to be a brand, it could literally be anything. Like you could literally be like, I'm going to be the brand ambassador for pizza. And you can't say booch. What would be your sponsor? I would definitely be sponsored by hand towels. (laughs) As you may know, I have severe hyperhidrosis of the hands and I like to stay dry. I got a hand towel with me all day, every day. Not really. Sometimes I just give people really sweaty handshakes. But if I was sponsored, I would have a hand towel with me all day, every day. Wow. Good shit, Freed. I love that one for you. (laughs) What about you, Alex? This is my own question, and I haven't quite come up with my own answer to it yet. Alex likes to answer things on the spot. I do. I'm an improv man. Well, if you want to think about it, I'll give you my, my, my secondary, my backup. Okay, what's your backup? I would be sponsored by the number five. Mm. Every day, twice a day at 5.55, I would pop up and it would be 5.55 and it would just be me and it would say 5.55 and I would just be there for a minute until it becomes 5.56. What's with your... Um... What's the connection with the number five for you? My quint obsession? Yes. I was born on July 25th at 5.05 p.m. Hmm. If I were to be sponsored by something, it would be ice cubes. Because you're just so hot. Because I'm fucking hot right now. And guess what, Freed? I'm somebody who is a big fan of having ice in his drinks, whether it be water, whether it be a mixed drink, like having drinks. But I'm also the kind of guy that likes putting ice cubes in my beer to keep it cold. I love a cold beverage. And I'd like to drink my booch on ice, just like how I'm doing today. My booch has already melted all the fucking ice cubes, but... Do you ever do stuff like they used to do at the rat where you put the ice cubes in a bag so it doesn't dilute your beverage or are you pro dilution? I'm pro dilution because it, you know, worst case scenario, it waters down my beer, but at the same time, it also gives me, you know, gives some extra hydration. So ice cubes can be used for drink purposes it can be used as an anti-inflammatory. Yeah, I hurt my thumb at work today and um, I iced it for about 30 seconds when I was buying ice. Yeah, ice cubes. Okay. You know what, Freed? It's always good to be a guy that brings ice to the party is what I've found. My uncle Chris taught me a valuable lesson when I was in high school. We were going out to get some, uh, you know, to restock during a, the middle of a, of a party that we were having. It's like the McGuire family Memorial Day party. And I got in his truck and we went to the, uh, the liquor store, grabbed a bunch of beers. And then we were going in to get 
like bags of ice and I got like two bags of ice. And my uncle Chris was like, Alex, you can never have too much ice at a party. And the wow. worst thing is to come into a party and not have enough ice. And so he proceeded to basically go in and basically buy every single bag of ice that the guy had in his like ice storage container. Like he bought like three entire sleeves of ice. And by the time we got to the party, there were like four massive coolers set up. Like we basically used all the ice over the course of that party. And from that point on, I was like, you can never have too much ice at a party. That is inspirational. Right? You know what, Alex? I've been meaning to tell you this for a long time. What's that? You are hot. I'm going to talk to my people. We'll get you a hand towel. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, this could be a dream partnership for the two of us. Wow. This is great. Good for us. Let's go out there and make a shit ton of money, Breed. Yeah. Let's do it. Boochies and boochers. We've told you what we're drinking, the GT's Lemonade. We've told you what we're thinking about our name and our likeness and our image and hand towels and ice cubes. It's now time to transition to the third and final segment of the show, Who We're Picking. Who We're Picking. Freed, we have reached the end of yet another booch ball, but before we let everybody go, we've got to find something to pick. And there's slim pickings out there as far as college sports go. So Freed, we're going to do something that we've never done before here on the podcast. And we will be picking an activity that is one of the more American activities that you'll find out there. That is, of course, the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest on July 4th. The Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest is why the rest of the world hates America. <laughs> it's not the reason, but it helps support as to why it's evidence as to why just yes. competitive gluttony is what it is it is a case study <laughs> for why america is obese disgusting yeah. and stuck in the past because hot dogs aren't even good anymore make it like you know tofu or something something hip Ugh. what are the kids eating these days Ugh, imagine a tofu hot dog <laughs> freed what we are going to be picking is how many hot dogs will the winner? The presumed champion is Joey Chestnut, who is the winner of the 2020, 2019, 2018, and 2017, and 2016 Nathan's Hot Dog Championships. Joey Chestnut set a world record in last year's COVID-filled Nathan's Hot Dog Contest. I'm still shocked that that went on. He ate 75 hot dogs which broke the previous record of 74 hot dogs that he set himself back in 2019. So Freed, we have both independently written down how many hot dogs we believe that Joey Chestnut will eat this year. Are you ready to share with the class? How many coronaviruses do you think he ate last year? Like individual virus. Uh, I don't even want to think about it. Specimen. Don't want to think about it. More than 75? Uh, he's going to need the, the health aid immunity plus to get rid of that shit. So are we just going to spout them out? We're going to just, we're both just going to spit out our numbers right now. So that they're at the same time so that we know there's no foul play. Sure. Ready? Three, two, one, 76. 73. Ooh, 
I'm thinking we're going to have a new world record, but just by one. There's been, there's been some vacillation because 2020, he had 75. 2019, Did you say vacillation? Is that a word? <laughs> I think you're going with oscillation. No, vacillate. You can vacillate between things. I'm looking it up right now. Vacillation, the inability to decide between different options or actions. Some kind of linguist? You punk bitch. Freed, yours is set at 73. Mine is set at 76. This will be the booch bet for this episode. It's been a minute since we've had an official booch bet. Hey, ETF5 bot, why don't you calculate what the over-under is going to be here between us? Beep, boop, 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 beep, boop, boop. 74.5 hot dogs. <laughs> Thank you, ETF5 bot. Speaking of vacillations, after he set the world record at 74 in 2018, he actually dropped back down in 2019 before re-world recording in 2020. So I'm banking on it taking an extra year for him to recover from last year's world record. And keep in mind, last year, there was a narrower field. There was only five people up on the stage with him. This year, it's going to be the full shebang. He's going to have a lot more going on. I think that could cost him a hot dog or two, Alex. Hmm. That's an interesting point, Freed. You know, you can read the numbers any way that you want to read them though. And, uh, but that being said, you've traditionally had much more success on the booch bets than I have. Historically speaking, I just like to kind of make my bets with, uh, you know, reckless abandon and I, I want the good story to happen. So I tend to root for that kind of an outcome. I'm rooting for a world record. I actually expected you to go with 69 here. I was kind of surprised you went high. That would have been nice, Reed. That would have been real nice. I wish it was 69 degrees in here. That's usually where I set up my AC right about there. Unfortunately, it's like 90 degrees here. I'm sweating to death, but I have been drinking this lovely GT's lemonade over the course of this episode. And Freed, I'm right here at the dreg at the bottom of my glass. Care to join me? Bottoms up. And there she goes. Another booch in the books. What is your professional opinion on the GT's lemonade? As a professional buchologist, <laughs> I would like to say that this kombucha was delicious. Frankly, I'm above the delicious threshold on this booch, a place that I don't go to very often. I, I didn't know what I was expecting here, but what we got was a tart, but yet not, I wouldn't call this sour, but definitely tart. It was a smart definitely, tart. Definitely refreshing. Like, kind of like a sweet tart. It has the flavor almost of a sweet tart where you get that, that little, little hints of sour. You get the definite tartness in there, but it's sweet. It was refreshing. I will be honest with you. I was really hungry for booch. I had been staring at this kombucha in my fridge for over a month now. Mm -hmm. I was beyond hungry for booch, which may be bringing my bias high a little bit here, but I'm going with an 8.1. I like this booch. Um, I... Enjoyed the lemonade, but I found towards the, uh, as I kept drinking it, that I wasn't like, I wasn't like dying for more of it necessarily. I, the first half of it was better than the second half, but I still liked the lemon. I was pleasantly surprised because of the fact that I enjoyed this, but wouldn't quite hit the delicious threshold. But I would recommend this if I was chowing down on a hot dog on a summer's day and I had a cup full of ice cubes that I could pour this over. 
I will be giving this booch a one tick below the pink lady apple from GTs, which I enjoyed quite a bit. I will be giving this a 7.5 for the GTs lemonade. It's a good score. You know, I think when it comes to the sourness of this, I'm a big lemon guy. So I think the sourness didn't really bother me that much. I mean, I used to use lemon juice as salad dressing. I would eat a lemon like an apple. <laughs> One time I was eating a lemon and my gums started bleeding <laughs> from the acidity, at which point I decided I should probably stop doing that. Why did you wait until the end of the podcast to mention all of this stuff? I feel like this would be important information <laughs> to know. <laughs> Going yeah. I'm glad I, I will also you. note that I'm really thirsty probably severely dehydrated but i would easily down another full bottle of this right now no doubt all right well etf5 bot we've been working you hard in this summer heat why don't you go ahead and calculate what the final score is here for the gt synergy lemonade beep beep overheating oh no etf5 bot let me wipe him down with my hand towel give him a cold ice towel beep all right frida 7.8 that's an excellent score how does that stack up against the other booches we've consumed 7.8 actually slides it all the way up into third place a fraction of a point in front of your boo health aid lemon ginger oh the son of a bitch all right well it's so it slots in below wow Health Aid Pomegranate, still our number one. I think was I was a, really hungry for booch that day. I drank a pomegranate recently and I didn't care for it, honestly. <laughs> I want to do, we, I feel we, like we should do a reseeding at a certain point. We're, we're going to have to run back through this at some point because I also did a, a pomegranate and, well, I did it with my mimosas when I was doing mimosa day mm-hmm. and I wasn't a huge fan. So I didn't know if it was the champagne or if the Health Aid Pomegranate just wasn't that great. Yeah. But on any given booch ball, you know, if you're if you're just in the mood, crazy things can happen. Well, Freed, another booch ball in the booch of books. We've got the GT Synergy Lemonade slotting in at our number three, a top three kombucha. Who would have thunk it? But it happened today on our booch ball. Thank you, all you loyal boochy and boochers for listening to our thoughts about what we were drinking, what we were thinking and who we were picking Everybody tune into the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest coming up this Sunday, 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 July 4th. And if you work from home, mm-hmm. don't forget to take vacation next Monday. Just do it. Come on. I, I get it off. Actually, most American workers, I believe, get the fifth off. It's a well, financial holiday. But if you're working from home, you know, at my company meeting this past week, we had a discussion about it and they were like, are we taking it off? And then the owner was like, yeah, you know, if you want to take it off, take it off. Take it off. So as I said, Woo! Take, take it, it off. off, baby. Thank you for tuning in to Booch Ball and Freed as always. Stay cultured. Peace.